0: So I have made a influence on the podcasting world beyond simply our own. <gasps> <gasps> um, so if you guys recall the uh, Tective article I shared to the group chat, where a duck finds a woman's body. Um, I shared that to the crunch discord and to my wonder and amazement, instead of Pittsburgh news this week, they read that article <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I was driving home. Nice. From work. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, cause like when I read it, like I was like, Oh, this is totally going to be something that would be like right up their alley. So i just, I just threw it out there. I was like, okay, I know this isn't Pittsburgh news, but the duck is a detective. And then Patrick Nevy literally reads out, but the duck is a detective. <laughs> was like,
1: so Did was you fun. post that in the, in the bits and memes channel?
0: I did. Yeah. That's where I put okay. it. Yeah. It's, it's been buried now. There's been a bunch of stuff posted since then, but
1: oh, yeah. uh, I guess commercial for the crunch
0: discord. If you like the crunch, well, first of all, listen to the crunch. Second of all, join their discord. It's pretty and fun. And
2: tell them we sent you because yep, and they'll be like, who? No. <laughs> exactly.
1: Who know d- The what? Now? Who, are those, who are those people? Did You know, who knows? This might be our our claim big, to fame. big break. Big break. Well, Although they didn't cool mention me
0: my name, but I don't really care because it shows up in the chat. So sure. It was a. Uh, it was fun. A little surprise driving home from work. I was like, oh no way. Speaking
2: <laughs> of crunch, it's dead week for me.
0: How goes that?
2: It goes, and it, it do go.
0: This too shall pass, and hopefully so will you. They don't stop coming. Uh, and they don't stop In what sense coming? of the
2: word? Because either one seems favorable at a uh, at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point.
2: But no, it's uh it 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 be like that. I'll be all I, if all things go well in a couple weeks. I'll be all gradu imitated and all I- engineered up.
0: If you guys hear anything, it's you in the background, and you know who you are. Shut Um, up. (laughs) (laughs) The two listeners listening to this, them being in the background (laughs) in the future. Some of them, the two, uh, playing. What are they playing back there? They're just watching something. I don't know. I don't Oh Okay.
2: I just see people talking.
0: We have guests in the home tonight. Um, Rather spontaneous, but... Scheduling has been weird. It has.
1: Um, how I, I always find the spontaneous hangouts more fun than the non-spontaneous. I agree. Hangouts.
2: Typically, yeah, that's how it we goes. were just
1: like, well,
0: I hope you guys don't mind us just disappearing for about an hour to record the podcast because that's what we're gonna do. They're so
1: like, we like listening to your podcast. Go for it. Yeah, Riley is uh, recovering more or less from some on sort of on, illness? on the upswing from an illness.
0: What was the thing you were at just before this?
1: I was at night. Which I always have on Mondays On which we are recording mm. Which is an unusual day for us to record but, Because uh, end of
0: year seminary stuff Happened on Wednesday And I had work on Saturday And we forgot on Sunday And Riley was sick So we're just like Well let's push it back a little bit So. Well we didn't forget on Sunday It was just Riley was sick
1: Yes or did we? I forgot And then Riley was sick, so it made up for it. And then I had to finish a thing for my SPS application, so I wouldn't have been able to anyway. And then I remembered that I had the copy on a flash drive. That's where it was.
0: Oh, dang. Ah. Well, at least you have it. But we're here now. Happy ending to that story, I guess. Um, All's well
1: that ends well. I suppose suppose. we could have just not
0: said anything, and there would have been none the wiser because we're still releasing it on time.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, but we get meta here that's Talk true. about just the not stuff.
0: tm not meta tm but just no meta. we oh, are we
1: are not doing any metaverse endeavors up up in this place
0: i don't check the facebook and it auto posts every time we upload a podcast because you can do that with facebook which is just the <laughs> descriptions of the podcast as i write them
2: tell you what my first facebook post in four years i plan on doing it in two weeks I, after graduated after I graduated college hello just, everyone hello life update the, I have the graduated. last
0: one being you
2: you I, I moved to Fargo to- yeah my last one was hey I moved graduated to graduated home <laughs> then the one before that was hey I have Facebook now
0: I finished high school <laughs>
2: no, no 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 it was just I have Facebook oh yeah My fir- this will be my third ever proper post on Facebook congratulations I no It is nothing to be congratulated for. It sucks. (laughs) No.
0: Do you feel like you've missed out? No. Then what's the harm? Exactly. (laughs) Heck, I haven't posted anything on Facebook, and I only post on Twitter, which is effectively like locking myself in a closet and talking myself because...
1: Because I don't do enough of that as it is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, he locks me in the closet too to talk. (laughs)
1: Um
0: gosh speaking of closet we're going to be having more roommates moving in soonish oh, oh yeah. so a um a, a newman friends slash recent convert to the faith is moving in like next week or the week after and then aaron's going to be back in the basement um <laughs> at Whenever some point this summer um,
1: my hovel will disappear yeah Oh no
0: we'll make something work though Brian you can always tonight. throw a
1: sleeping bag on the floor in you, your room because yeah. there's monstrous. plenty of room. Or I could
0: borrow one of my parents' nice cots, like they're like padded and everything, and they have like a, they're they're pretty comfy to sleep in actually. But I maybe borrow one of those for a weekend when you come up or something. They're pretty nice. Um, Indiana Jones and his sidekick are observing. Yes. We should really do a video podcast one of these days. But I have to do the work to set it up. That's the problem.
2: Yeah, that would be the the big kicker. First off, we'd have to look decent.
1: I'd have to clean my room. Well,
0: not necessarily. Because you're going to be moving out of that place in a little while anyway. I suppose whatever room you have. Whatever room I happen
1: to be in will have to be clean. Yeah,
0: I suppose that still follows.
2: But then, I mean... They just have to hear us, and it's bad enough to have to hear us. Yeah, if you have to deal with all this audibly motions to <laughs> all of this. I
0: think <laughs> even if we do eventually add video, we're still going to make the audibly jokes because there's still going to be people who listen who I mean, are listening to the audio version. Mm-hmm. Right. Even so, like I don't feel too bad. Because like even clerically speaking, they they did an audio podcast a few times, but they haven't d- uploaded one in like months. So nobody
1: nobody goes to podcasts to watch people. Yeah, like, precisely. Because
2: if you're watching it, all you're watching is two people at a table talking into microphones, mm-hmm. or the static image they put up because it's the YouTube like, upload.
1: There's there's more than one like podcasting is not a monolithic business. No, so like there's some people who go for those video podcasts like the Joe Rogan types and the, the different Fradd people who follow along on that formula like your Matt Frads and your Catholic talk shows and Catholic gentleman shows because, you know, we need that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I. But then there's like this whole other group of podcasts who are like in the audio only world because we're OG.
0: Yep. <laughs> I would only add video to help expand our audience. Um like as another platform, like probably do like a modicum of effort to make it look decent. Like, I, honestly, like audibly looking at us right now, this isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Like if we wanted to do the streamer thing, we could turn on the uh, LEDs in the living room behind us. <laughs> RGB. RGB. I could like have any, my favorite my,
1: Supreme court justice have my oh, You got yours here. too. Yeah. And then just like have it doing a strobe thing while I'm in here. Because just, like just then, Audibly read it was like the Batman the trailer.
0: <laughs> did but, you see the, uh, um, the
1: one where they put
0: Adam West I in the Batman yes. trailer? Did you guys see that one?
1: It was pretty. No. They, like,
0: they, um, it was like the Corridor <clears throat> Digital guys. They did a cut of the, the Batman trailer, but they put the 1960s Adam West Batman <laughs> in, instead of Robert Pattinson. It actually kind of slaps. That's funny.
2: Riley is audibly uh, banging his head While he uh, changes color his shifts. life uh, Lights like He did the audibly.
0: LED equivalent of the Color shifting effect from Windows Movie Maker Dude, Except for much faster movie maker, man. Takes me back <laughs> Gotta love you now that default text, doing, text Blue screen uh, title
1: The smooth fade <laughs> smooth
0: Wow fade.
2: Look at all these visual effects you can audibly see
0: <laughs> Practical visual effects too Yeah We like practical effects Oh,
1: here's Here's the real one
2: Oh, there it is. Now you look like a John Wick action scene. This
1: is the
0: nightclub fight in John Wick minus the guns or the fight. Or the John Wick. <laughs> but it's got flashing lights. For so all you know. it's basically the same thing.
2: I mean, he could have Keanu Reeves back there and people could audibly see that. See, there I could I be a bunch of
1: people dying in my in my room back here. Who knows? Who knows? Audibly. Not so audibly because then we'd know. Because you can't but hear it.
2: He put a silencer on because because that exists in real life. See, if they were
0: able to make way. a Castlevania or like some sort of vampire hunting movie, that should be like a John Wick style thing where just using various like vampire hunting kits from the 19, 1600s or whatever, it's like a priest I think, going through and reckoning. See,
2: they may have tried that with like the Van Helsing movie or something. Or
0: Velocipastor, apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> There's like this cheap like C movie. um dear. Oh, dear. I don't Lost even Monster. know that it
1: gets a C movie. Like It's pretty like... It might be a D movie. Yeah. It's down there.
0: I haven't bothered to watch it, but every time I come across it, on the occasions I remember I have Amazon Prime video, I'm just like, you know, one of these days I'll watch it. It's but on that TV. is not this day. Because it's weird.
2: <laughs> they, they put anything on Amazon Prime just because they want to be able to compete with Netflix and such, but mm-hmm. they cannot... Because they're Amazon Prime.
0: Well, Speaking of Netflix, they did the uh, crackdown on the password sharing now, so we they are Netflix. But there wasn't really much left on Netflix I wanted to watch. Although, I guess we could have watched Arcane. We probably should have done that.
1: Arcane is well worth it. Lol.
0: From what I've seen of the yeah, from what I've seen of the animation, it looks pretty top notch. So Jinx was one yes. of the only
2: characters that made sense to me in the very 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 brief time I played L- League in. Like
0: twenty fourteen. Well, so, uh, so they characters from the game. Yeah, huh?
2: just shoot guys. I mean, pretty pretty
0: straightforward. So they're characters yeah. from the game, not just set in the universe. Like, well, both, they yeah.
1: their their stories are greatly elaborated from what you get in game. Sure, you don't
2: get anything in game. Not even just you
1: don't and- get nothing. Okay. you get very very limited, like a couple spatterings of-, of maybe a a callous mention of where i'm from or what i care about or like you know just mild personality quips but yeah. to get anything of substance you have to go to like the the, the stories the and the the other content that riot has put out yeah basically
2: just, the show apparently just elaborates on the backstories of the
1: characters. It, it it creates whole new backstories oh, for the does, characters okay. that's totally non canonical but it probably a cool than what story was in the but it's anyway. still a really cool story and like it sort of follows their character trajectories and personalities but much of the material is original okay the city the setting is not but mm. like the actual character arcs are
0: hmm. speaking of spatterings of callous speaking of the netflix papis, i'm james
2: i'm nathan
1: and i'm riley yeah
0: uh, what what are we doing? We're doing tonight? a
1: seria, super serial Ooh. on The Queen's Gambit.
0: Ah. Ooh. One day, three lads from North Dakota were bitten by a radioactive television, and with their powers combined, they are super serial!
1: I have not yes. seen the chess show yet.
0: The chess show? Anna Taylor Joy. She be doing the chess thing in the nineties. She 90s. is doing the chess, this among is, other things. This is
2: not about the X Men '90s character who ta- infuses cards with kinetic energy and explodes them. No, that is a different gambit.
1: This is a this chess is, gambit. This is the Queen's gambit.
0: Childish queen. Queen's gambit. Gambino. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so tell queens us, Queen's Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> the Queenish Gambino. <laughs>
0: um, so tell us about the Queen's Gambit TV show.
1: So the Queen's Gambit is um I think twenty twenty Netflix original, somewhere that around sounds that right. time. I seem to remember it being during the COVID. vaguely pandemic tide. Mm. Right. And um it fe- it's actually based on a novel by the same of the same name. Oh, okay. So it's very, it's quite faithful to the source material, pretty much follows it exactly, so. Nice. That is good. Um, so basically, we start out with eight year old Beth Harmon, who is our main character, and she is an orphan. Her mother died in a car crash. That's all we know for now. And she lives at the Methuen Orchid Orphanage in somewhere Kentucky which incidentally the nearest big town to this is Lexington which is not far from where I am nice Hmm. that's that's and I know several people from Lexington their diocese sends here so that's a neat little regional connection but um so it's your typical orphanage you know Christian vaguely they they wanna play it off as Catholic, but they act very Protestant, so I don't really know what they're going for with it. Because screenwriters C- clearly, don't know
0: what Catholicism is. They Payton. they
1: have a actually very nice rendition of the Ave Mari Stella at the end. Hmm. It's hmm. it's the they the rhythm is the wrong, down. but like <laughs> musically it's okay. But anyway, it's this vague Christian orphanage, and of course it's unnecessarily strict and you know prim and proper but of course no one actually lives that way outside of the times when they're supervised
0: sounds like a classic depiction of religiousness in 1960s on
1: yeah it's like the the joke i've made is that the most unrealistic thing about the show is the fact that chant was being done in the 60s yeah but i digress so beth is kind of they give the girls It's an all girls orphanage They give the girls these like tranquilizer pills To keep them docile And you know So they don't cause trouble Yikes And uh you know, a lot of the kids develop a um,
2: Unhealthy relationship
1: say? with it An unhealthy relationship with them A dependence if you will uh-huh. And Beth is among those <coughs> So she's just kind of Existing there and makes friends with a girl named Jolene Who's a A black girl who Kind of does things her own way And is a bit of a rebel And so they She kind of learns from her a bit But um Beth goes down to the basement To clean some erasers And there she sees Mr. Scheibel the janitor Playing chess by himself In his little janitorial operation She's like, what's that? He's like, this is Chess. She's like, how do you play? Well, like, uh, this is after a number of times of her coming down there to observe.
0: And she finally <coughs> works up the gumption to, to inquire. To approach him.
1: Yes. And so she's like, I already know what all the pieces do. That one does that, that one does that. He's like, okay, sit down, I'll play you. So they do, and he plays the scholar's mate, which is like, the typical four move checkmate that a beginner wouldn't know how to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's like I would, Go wait. And so but she's persistent and like, how'd you continues. Do that? I wanna What's learn to how there, to do yeah. that. And uh turns out that she's uh, a bit of a a chess prodigy as she continues to play and learn some tactics and principles and such. Mm-hmm. And eventually, <coughs> eclipses Mr. Scheibel's skill. You know, by the age of nine or so. And so she gets permission to go to the local high school and play there, and does a simultaneous with all the whole team and beats them all. Where like you play a game against everyone at the same time, on a separate board. Mm-hmm. So she beats like fifteen high school players simultaneously. So she's quite good. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Mm. And so she um, quickly moves her way through the, um, you know, she gains some notoriety and eventually gets adopted by the Wheatleys when she's 13.
0: Hello. This is the part where I kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm reading uh, Machiavelli (coughs) because I'm quite smart. Yeah.
1: No. I need to Wheatly. get some yeah. more water, so vibe <laughs> while I do that. Or cut this part out, whatever you feel like.
0: Vibing. Well,
2: vibing's it. funnier.
0: What do we want to vibe about? Um, Stovetop stuffing mix. Savory yeah, there's herbs. stuffing mix on my desk for some reason.
2: I what you too. need
0: is one and a half cups of hot water. You one say package the brand. or
2: six ounces of stove top savory herb stuffing mix. A little guessing game for
0: the folks mushrooms. at home. You can go Two ahead and guess
2: tablespoons what of butter.
0: this Two product is. cloves garlic. the company meats. is that makes it.
2: One pickage. Uh, ten Just ounce frozen chopped spinach thawed, well drained. One cupped craft shredded exactly low moisture. Crispy part crispy mozzarella brand cheese. New, um, one cup... Craft grated Parmesan uh, box top cheese. for education. Make it. Heat oven to slice 400 that cardboard, degrees support Fahrenheit. The kids. The Add kids. hot water to a stuffing mix spare in one bowl. Stir one box just until moistened. For poor child, Set aside. In need Remove education. stems from mushrooms. Chop stems. Just one little melt, butter <laughs> half-inch on of MP. cardboard Add is enough to save one whole and child. And garlic. Cook <laughs> <laughs> for
0: one stir. I've been... Mean. <laughs> Uh, all right, Hi, Riley's, Riley's audibly back. Riley's back. Uh, I see. We're
1: reading mushrooms. a stovetop box for content
0: and explaining yeah. the wonders of box top um, for
1: education. Box tops for education. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Beth gets adopted, and she Speaking goes. Box <laughs> she goes a cold to Lexington with her perfect new family in their nice immaculate suburban neighborhood and their perfectly kept home and of course this is all a sham because no one no one's life is this perfect naturally if they're doing that they're they're hiding some problems
0: mm-hmm.
2: so what problems are they hiding and how soon does she well, discover
1: well she discovers them very quickly nah. and she's like the uh the father is frequently away on business trips, quote unquote business, quote, quote unquote business trips, and I mean, it's the six seas We can connect the dots at this point. D- you can, yep, 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 definitely. And uh, Mrs. Wheatley is sort of the old, uh, the housewife that gets left alone all the time, and so she wanted to have, uh, you know, someone to look after to to spend her time mm. because she was lonely and so she gets um, Beth to kind of fill that role and at first she's very kind of aloof and sends her to do errands and chores all the time but they start to grow closer over time and Mr. Wheatley eventually pulls the trigger on um, absconding and moves to Denver and leaves them totally alone Mm
2: -hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm. He went to go buy milk.
1: He went to buy milk and cigarettes.
2: <laughs> like dad. <laughs> dad.
1: And so um, the, Mrs. Wheatley and Beth are you know, left out to dry and don't have any way of supporting themselves except that Beth is a very good chess player.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds and like a uh, competition with some prize money is in order.
1: Yes, it certainly does. So she goes and plays in the Kentucky State Championship for the uh I think high school division, maybe it's the you know just the overall state championship regardless. Mm-hmm. But I think it's supposed to be high school. And um she goes there and uh oh, as a side note, Mrs. Wheatley happens to have the same Tranquilizer pills in her prescription that Beth had at the orphanage. Uh-huh. It's the same medicine,
2: so she has access to those.
1: She has access to those, which let her see chessboards on the ceiling and play out moves in her <coughs> in her head without actually having to move pieces on the board and such. And so she plays in the tournament and is like you know an unrated player so everyone writes her off and she doesn't know how to play because she's never done a tournament before
0: naturally is <coughs> it like timed chess or what is it oh yeah
1: I mean tournament play is going to be timed
0: you got those so cool she doesn't ha- where you she doesn't like have
1: her own clock in. and she doesn't know the move rules to like 120 over 40 she's like what does that mean and so she she works her way through all of that mm-hmm and beats and wins the whole tournament beating Harry Beltic who's the um <coughs> reigning state champion state champion and he's a a very highly rated player and so she continues to work her way through tournaments and <coughs> <coughs> and cough
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. Recovering from illness and whatnot.
1: Yes, and talking on top of it. Exacerbates the problem. So, Mrs. Wheatley and Beth bounce around a bunch of different tournaments. And she kind of becomes Beth's agent. Who schedules and organizes everything. So at this point she's almost
0: a professional chess player.
1: She's pretty... You know, by the strict definition of the word, she is a professional chess player.
0: There we go. Mm-hmm. Gaining clout as she goes from match to match, I imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. She plays in the U.S. Open at 16 mm-hmm. and uh, is pretty successful at the tournament. She runs into one Benny Watts, who's kind of like the the be- one of the best players in America at the moment. Of course, the Americans can't hold a candle to the Soviets.
2: Naturally, it's the 60s
1: after all. Mm -hmm. It is the 60s, and the Soviets kind of... They play together. Our game. They um, play as a unit rather than individuals like Americans and other Westerners do.
0: So collectively, yeah, it can be challenging to uh, meet a group of people at chess, but... Uh, our um, heroine um, is, knows a thing or two about
1: our heroine has drugs
0: yeah <laughs> you cannot we be have a an heroin monkey. <laughs> we have drugs um, but uh, but she knows a thing or two about beating a group of people is that so well because she played against all those people at the high school
1: well she played a simultaneous she oh,
0: didn't. oh, not one game. Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Yes, but uh, the Russians, they practice together, they strategize together, they help each other. hmm Because they have a communal sensibility. <coughs> <coughs> so, she plays Benny Watts in the final and gets trounced by him because he's good and she's only 16. Mm-hmm she's like, well, wow, I thought I was the bestest. Turns I'm clearly character not the best. Now I'm going to... Run gonna,
0: into adversity? What? In the th- second oh, act?
1: Now I'm going to do drugs. So she, she... Being the 60s, there's <laughs> a lot of experimenting going Naturally. on. That Leave so it sick, at that. And uh, with... All of the different things that the 60s are known for experimenting with.
2: Mm -hmm. Naturally.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's going on.
2: So she's just signed up for a bunch of studies to... Or is just seeking them out Mm -hmm. otherwise?
1: Uh, She's sort of venturing after opportunities on her own. Uh Like, she wants to learn Russian so that she can compete with she can learn from the Soviets and all that stuff
0: Mm -hmm. which is probably a bit difficult given so she's taking
1: night classes at the local college and while she's still in high school and goes to college parties and (coughs) (coughs) and her mom tells her to be careful what to smoke is she Mm, fairly but no
0: okay narrator she wasn't
1: (laughs) So, yeah, she experiments with different things. And, uh, sort of typical teenage trying to figure life, self discovery arc thing. Making
0: mistakes along the way, that type of deal.
1: And so. Next is a tournament in Mexico City. In which Beth is going to be playing against international competition for the first time. So. The, uh, the notorious Vasily Borgov is going to be there, who is the current world champion.
2: And so, also Russian, judging by the name. And
1: also Russian, of course. <coughs> and uh, Beth is excited to find some stiffer competition than she's used to in the States. So she welcomes the opportunity. Has some interesting games against another child prodigy whom she manages to defeat mm-hmm. thereby signaling that she is the best and not washed up
2: naturally coming and out of her so she works her defense. way all
1: the way up to Borgov and Borgov just immaculately flawlessly defeats her because he's Borgov and we can't have our main character triumphing in the second act
2: no yep. no She isn't that perfect. She's actually a well-written character.
0: Because the movie has to happen, or the show has to happen.
1: We got like half the show to go. So, Beth is um, frustrated because she feels she could have played better and all that jazz. And her mother sort of collapses and dies on the trip. And... Turns out she was hiding some health problems and didn't really get the appropriate treatment for them, so she mm-hmm. kind of ran herself into the ground and was also abandoned by her former Mexican friend, you know the sixties, yep yeah, mirroring her abandonment by her husband because 60s. in her. Because the sixties.
0: That totally That's the new bit. Because the sixties.
1: Because the sixties. The the sixties are a source of a lot of the problems in this uh, in this narrative. hmm So Beth buys a bunch of tranquilizers because they help her play chess, and she doesn't need the prescription in Mexico and can get it for cheaper in Mexico. So you know why not? Why not? It's the sixties. You can fly with that stuff it's mm-hmm. <laughs> the 60s man yep 60s, man. and so Mr. Wheatley <coughs> she contacts him and says hey your wife died you should probably do something about that and he's like oh no I anyway." Like, alright you can have the house I don't care Um, bury her this place yada yada
0: I'm not coming back with milk I'm very cold and um Unfeeling about his wife dying. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: So she goes back to her house in Lexington and is all sad. And Harry Beltic contacts her. <coughs> <coughs> he's this is like, the guy. Yo. Okay. Yes, this is the guy she beat in the state championship a couple years back. And then he's like. You need someone to train with. I'll be in town over the summer taking some classes. We should play. <coughs> She's like, I'm better than you and you know it. It's like, you're right, but you also have holes in your play that I can help you. Because Beth is a very impulsive and natural and aggressive player. She's not so much a theoretical player who plays sure. by the book. She's innovative and does things her own way which creates weaknesses and Harry is like I play more by the book because
0: I suppose so, you can be drawn into traps if you operate on impulse etc yep
1: yeah. there's certain setups that make you think oh I've got this but then you, you don't, don't see this. the other thing that that you don't see the trap created so they work out that play and uh, she generally improves and the 60s happen you know
0: as, as as they do kids
1: as they do. <laughs> as they do harry is eventually like i don't have the obsession to be the best at this that you do i've taught you everything that i can <coughs> i'm supposed to be studying engineering have fun and he See goes ya. off so she goes to the US open and has to face Benny Watts again and this time Thoroughly trances him huh And then Benny's like you're pretty good You should come hang out with me in New York So that you can get ready For Paris and Moscow which are like The next big upcoming tournaments
2: New York
1: Moving to New York Cause I've got problems With my <laughs> sleep
2: <laughs> That's why I take tranquilizers and There you go Actually, not why she
1: does. so. <laughs> well, that's she not why okay. she takes them. No,
2: she takes it for alternate reasons. Because, chess. Because, because
1: chess. because 60s. Because
2: <laughs> so 60s. So what kind of 60s do they get up to in New York? Oh, you know. <laughs> the New York 60s?
1: The New York kind of 60s. <laughs> Got they, it. They, they get up to the 60s in New York. They also do chess, but, yeah.
0: Let's play chess. <laughs> since since you are my I'm your host and you're my guest what would you like to do? Play chess? <laughs> Let's play chess.
1: And So Beth gets a lot better in this training montage and plays, starts doing puzzles because one of Benny's friends from London comes over and puts up the problems audibly pointing at the characters in the background Mm
0: -hmm. cross your head (laughs) anyway they're distracting me
1: so where were we New York Uh, Yes. New York and so then Beth goes to Paris and she's like I'm playing the best chess in my life this will be a cakewalk I'll be able to beat Borgov, and then she's like, ah, Paris, where I can 60s. Naturally. So she goes on a, has a wild night of partying. Late 60s. Late 60s. (laughs) Has a wild night of partying and wakes up too late and has to compose herself in a hurry to go play. Uh, (coughs) Borgov, who is one of her first significant opponents in the tournament.
0: Because in Russia, he's more prepared because the 60s, you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And so she once again is sadly defeated by Borkov. And she takes it really hard and, like, goes on a downward spiral, downward Downward spiral, spiral. downward spiral.
2: This time in the 60s. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Not this time, it was always the 60s. <laughs> no, it's, oh,
0: It always
2: has been
1: <laughs> The The real friends were the
0: 60s We made along the way <laughs>
2: <laughs> So after losing to the final boss of chess uh, She's lost to the diamond. final
1: boss Twice now Yeah, So she's gotten frustrated And wants to give up
0: Because it's the and third then, act
1: Because it's the third act now And Jolene shows up Because they've heard that Schneibel has died their old friend the janitor who's like the only oh nice person yeah. at, the, at the And so they uh, they drive back out to Methuen and attend the funeral of Mr. Scheibel and Beth goes back into the orphanage that she never wanted to go back into and Ave Maristella is sung by the children's in in the sixties, which it would not have been. Yep. <laughs> the the Christian crusade who have been funding Beth's trips overseas to beat the communists for Jesus.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ask her to I make her. That
1: was, uh the only thing worse than a Catholic is a communist. As you well know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so uh, they ask her to make a public statement decrying communism. She's like, "Nope." They're like, "Okay, we're pulling your funding." She's like, "Okay." And so she's like, totally given up on everything and doesn't have enough money to to pay on the house. And Mister Mister Wheatley says, "I want it back because I'm running low on money and I have the, I own this house. I'm going to sell it." It's like, "No, you're not." You told me I could have it. She's like, not in writing. Ha 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 ha. <coughs> Yoink! This is mad. Yoink! And she's like, I'll buy it. He's like, Wait, I'll buy it. She buys it. She doesn't have enough money to buy it and no. go to Moscow to play the tournament, which Jolene has convinced her to go to. And Jolene is studying for a law firm. Well, like, she's a paralegal now.
2: Uh huh. So she's she's Once got, got enough money.
1: You know, $3,000 is a lot of money uh, in the 60s.
0: Lawsuits in hard-to-reach places that you need a special paralegal to to reach.
1: (laughs) Indeed. So Jolene gives her the money to go because she doesn't have anything better to do with it except save up for law school, and she's confident that Beth will win.
0: (laughs) This time, surely.
1: This time... Because Beth goes in completely straight. No tranks. No beer. No 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 drinking. No no sixties. N- no sixties whatsoever. No
0: cavorting. And
1: six. she plays against uh, Luchenko, which is another of the Soviet players who she really admires because they have similar play styles. The unconventional surprising tactics Hmm. sort of play and she beats luchenko and i think like the quarterfinals of the tournament or something and he's like i have enjoyed this game tremendously i think i have just played the best chess player of my career mind you this guy's a a former world champion right so she goes on to uh face borgov again and so, she plays the ever-famous queen's gambit, Ooh, which is she said the thing. Roll credits. And it's, I don't know so why weird. they named the show after that because Borgov plays the the declined variation, so he doesn't even like follow the. He doesn't even do the gambit. <laughs> but they decided to call it that anyway. People would
0: recognize this chess reference. Uh, re- reference maybe
1: it, it talks about a queen that the means queen, something
0: queen. <laughs> the, the <laughs> quambit gambit <laughs> the, the queen queen <laughs> this is how you do the tennyson gambit <laughs>
1: hello hello guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> with an anti-ball uh, uh, and In intercontinental, intercontinental
1: ballistic, ballistic missile
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, now know how to counter the tennyson
0: gambit <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what is, anyway, how how does she fare against Borgov?
1: She, after a grueling game, Borgov is finally defeated, and Yay. he resigns, and she wins the tournament. Hooray!
2: Yay! She beat uh, the final boss.
1: She beat the final boss, and as she's heading back <coughs> in the car to the airport to fly back home she in a flight of fancy decides nope i'm getting out of the car and i'm gonna go play chess with people on the street end of show
0: huh okay
1: i will be with the people so tell me your thoughts
0: from somebody who doesn't know that much formally about chess only ever casually playing it it sounds nevertheless compelling of the story well um, sort of having to overcome her own inner demons as well as uh, flaws in her strategy to rise to the top like she has that initial wave of success based on her natural talent but she's forced to come up against challenges and counters to that in order to grow and become better at her chess.
2: Which parallels some of the things she has to tackle in her own life, it seems. Mm-hmm. And I guess at the end that the, the her deciding, you know, what I'm I'm done with this. Let's play chess in the street. It's her like sharing the raw love of the game the way that the janitor did with her. At right. The yeah. Because
0: she was introduced to chess just by the janitor sitting with a chessboard and by himself. Yeah. So passing on sort of that thing.
1: Yes. One important thing i've forgotten to mention was like at the start of every episode there's like flashbacks to her and her biological parents
0: oh (coughs) that's a pretty pretty big portion
1: and so like the the narrative that develops out of those is basically that her mother was a professor of mathematics at Ah. like cornell or something so like
0: so that's where she gets the smarts from
1: top-notch and her father was a businessman but her mom was also kind of nuts ah and like took the kid away from her father and didn't allow him into her life and she's just generally being kind of wacko and you know manic and he's like you know what i can't do with it anymore i'm done so he he goes
2: he goes to buy milk and cigarettes you know.
1: He goes to buy milk and leaves the two of them and Dr. Alice Harmon, as her mother is named, kind of has these little lessons that she gives to Beth over the course of the episodes. And they're all kind of don't let men tell you what to be, you know, you can't Mm. do what they want you to do. you got to forge your own path and don't trust anyone and be your own person. So things should have an
0: impact on on her naturally. Mm -hmm. Oh yes.
1: Which she sort of takes to heart at first in the way that she approaches life in the orphanage. But then she
2: finds a male role model figure in the janitor.
1: Insofar as he can be said to be a a role model. Oh, well, yes. But. He's sort of a quiet, grumpy kind of guy. But she was, yeah, she gives him probably. some... She get, He gives her, rather, something to... At first, fundamentally, she's just obsessing over. Mm-hmm. For most of her life, it obsesses over. And she has these obsessive tendencies that she clearly gets from her mom Mm -hmm. and kind of the the tagline or subtitle is like with genius so often comes madness Yeah, and that's kind of her struggle as a character throughout the series
2: she also doesn't seem to have any reliable consistent anchor characters
0: like her like for her from time to time she does, leave. but then they all like collapse and abandon her. Or
1: collapse, and then at the end like they, they all. Reasons. Yeah, that too. At the end they all come together and are at Benny's apartment and are like, "Okay, when he does this, don't do that. You got to do this." So they've like gone through all of the moves, all of the possibilities after their first adjournment, and so all of her supporters come together at the end when she's in moscow and to to guide her through like the soviets
2: all these people coming together giving her advice telling her what to do that advice that she takes to heart
1: because she has the the thing that made this show worth talking about for me was the last episode i can't you know obviously cover in super deep detail everything in it but like Throughout the first seven episodes, the first six episodes, rather, I'm like, this is kind of interesting, but it's like kind of just wish fulfillment, fan service, you know, fun chess, weird story, you know, but the seventh episode changed the whole dynamic for me because it's, it's kind of her rejection of her whole past and her endeavor to become her own person so it's like a coming of coming of age story Mm -hmm. not one in which she discovers her identity and solidifies it but like has an identity built for her (coughs) by her circumstances and her biological mother and then her deciding that the russian way of doing things is better in the end
2: the having which i community. thought was
1: a really interesting narrative choice yep it's like embracing communal life Versus instead of being uh, the uh, individualism uh, of the americans which was like a, just a, a sharp sudden turn that almost came out of nowhere but, like, makes Until perfect you, sense like, for her. Until you,
0: deeper into the, the stuff leading up to it, I suppose.
1: Where, like, it logically follows. And she, like, was perfectly prepared for this because she decided to learn Russian in in high school. So she, mm-hmm. like, is competent enough to actually just stay in Russia. It's kind of ambiguous whether she stays there forever, forever. But that's that's kind of part of the point is, like... Does she just stay and never leave and, you know, incarnate herself in Russia? Or does she just
2: <coughs> become you know, the chest say, nomad. screw
1: you, Mr. State Department bodyguard, I'm going to do my own thing and be here with these people and share my love of this game that has shaped me so fundamentally. It's not perfectly clear but mm-hmm. i i like the the interpretation that she's choosing to embrace this communal attitude and embrace maturity and responsibility unlike her her entire past in the west
2: hmm and it's interesting that for the final for the final tournament she lets go of all the addictions that were holding her back as much as they were enabling her
1: and plays it because certainly they were like she depended on them for her skill in chess (coughs) but this time it was her
2: personally triumphing of her own
0: strangely enough by placing limits on herself she was able to grow beyond these things that she was using as crutches
1: yeah. yeah, so it's a it's a really neat cap to a story that would have been without that episode or had that episode ended differently, I wouldn't have considered this worth talking about.
0: Interesting. So the the plot was on a knife's edge, as it were.
1: I mean, you knew how it was going to end. It's just you
0: mean, yeah, you got she's got a wish. She's
1: gonna she's gonna she's beat the boss, of course. But like, how you get on there? On the third time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what she
0: learns from the experiences. What was, yeah, kind of up up, up in the air to that and point. And
1: they surprised me by doing a a very interesting thing with it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: any other cool things we want to discuss before we move into the Transcendentals?
1: It's a very small thing, but it's a cool thing. The The titles of the episodes reflect both the place within the narrative and different phases of a chess game. Oh sure. So like the first episode is called Openings. The second episode is Doubled Pawns and then there's Middle Game Adjournments you know just different terms for the sequence of events in a chess game that match the narrative events of that episode. Final episode (coughs) Checkmate? I don't. I think it's called The Queen's Gambit but.
2: Oh that would also make sense.
1: I don't remember off the top of my head.
2: You have to go check. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> end game is what it's called. Oh, okay. That would make it, sense. So she fights Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Russian Thanos. <banos. laughs>
0: Russian Thanos. <memorable> <laughs> On a chessboard. Uh, cool. Cool, cool. Well, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. truth. What are some truths that can be found in uh, the Queen's Gambit?
1: The 60s were were a time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That is for sure. Because the sort of misguided hyper-individualism mixed with the need to find self-fulfillment in hedonism led to a lot of chaos and self-destruction, which is borne out in the different characters.
1: Mostly in Beth, but also in her adoptive parents, in her biological mom. Yeah yeah
2: also i think it's interesting what um the russians and communism represents in the story even though from different
1: characters perspectives right yeah it's like the one who says that line like the soviets play together you know us americans we're all just individualists it was benny watts So he's got a sense of it, and he's like trying to find a way to overcome it, but is ultimately like a product of his environment and is Mm -hmm. still just. And then when they ask her to reject
2: communism, she says no. And in the end, she embraces the communal way of thinking, even though it's not literally communism communism in general. Yeah,
0: being an oversimplification for the sake of
2: story. Yes. Because communism doesn't actually work like that, or work.
0: <laughs> yeah. But. Yes. But in terms of culture, in terms of being a more communal culture, I'd say other Eastern-like sensibilities are more keen on that. So that was an
2: interesting little theme.
0: Um, Any other truths to be found in... Uh, it's
1: kind of a, a tale of... Examining one's vision of what's truly good Yeah It's like She pursues the game of chess At first Purely out of Pragmatic Like, per, it's like at, at very first It's just like this is the only thing I've ever found in life That I've enjoyed
2: It's a way to my express myself in this overly strict and it's, way put put
1: <laughs> and it's
0: a way to put food on the table And it's a way to put food on the table After
1: exactly she comes out of the orphanage and is in the family. But uh, yeah, the game is anything but, like, she's not concerned about the goods internal to the game. Mm-hmm. She's concerned about it as a, an end for something else, as a, a means to another end. But by the end, she comes to recognize that there are merits to winning within the game of chess according to its own principles and unaided by you know other substances
2: probably best exemplified by the sincere congratulations she got from this
0: quarterfinals opponent that she looked up to as a master of a style of chess yeah so like by receiving her
1: becoming virtuous Yeah. yeah Putting At aside, least in that in that respect. Putting
0: aside... Um, the 60s. In order to win on her own merits. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, not profligacy. I just felt like saying that word because it popped into my head. But her um, proficiency in the game. Mm. As opposed to being aided by these other mind-altering... Habits and substances. Uh, goodness, what is what is good in? Are we done with truth? Are we done with truth? Yeah, more or okay. less. Okay. Uh, what is what is good? What is good
2: in the Queen's game. in the Queen's game? Mrs.
1: Wheatley is pretty good. Yeah, she's at first sort of a a melodramatic, sad housewife, but eventually lets Beth kind of become her, own, excuse me, her own person. And facilitates her growth and lets her own personality come out a little bit more. And she's qu- she's quite a humorous character and becomes a good mother. Very good. She's she's very witty and yeah, she's just she's very fun.
0: I suppose, and also like the various opponents and people she met who were willing to they saw the talent in her and helped to like
1: help to nourish it.
0: And develop. Yeah. they
2: didn't see her as an enemy or a rival. They saw her as a, just a partner in the game. Mm-hmm. They were like, Hey, you have problems. You want to go fight the Russians? Let's go fight the Russians.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Then she, and she got her, her, her
1: whole squad coming together at the end to, to be her support system. Like the Soviets had mm-hmm. was another uh, very good moment.
0: And putting aside addictive substances in order to better oneself is also commendable. That's that's pretty great.
2: The that she was able to do that at the end.
0: Um. Beauty. What is beautiful about the Queen's Gambit?
1: The production the quality. Worked, pretty good. It's the. It's a Netflix original, so mm. the production sure. quality is up there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> It it does a lot of dark shots or there's just like minimal light and it's you know plays around a lot with that. Natural. It's got lighting the, and stuff the, like the, that. the kind of sixties Art Nouveau stuff. The mm. the aesthetic is yeah, if that's your thing, good for you. Mm. It's it's got its appeal, but and it Yeah. It's 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 quite well put together. The soundtrack it seems like is the topical and fitting, and
0: it seems like the writers had an understanding of chess sufficient to tell a compelling story well, about it. Or, or the, at the very the least, the author of the novel, the book, yeah,
2: yeah, that knowledge. Yes. Else?
0: Um unity. What brings everything together in the Queen's Gambit?
1: The sixties. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but actually, but actually, it's but actually. more like. Beth coming of age yeah that's kind of the the narrative through line of the whole thing
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I wonder if there's like something in the move the Queen's Gambit like some element of it that's like symbolically like that symbolizes what her arc is I don't know enough about chess Neither do I. All I know is yeah, we we
1: could we could wing on the this. the Queen's Gambit is a a tactic that is almost always refused but is also it's very dangerous if it's accepted.
0: So fairly risky.
1: It's risky for well, it it's minimal risk if the player with black, the black pieces declines it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I, yeah, there might be something there if you dig hard enough in the, in the chess theory. but
2: You'd need someone who knows their chess theory. to.
1: And you'd also need the recipient down. to know chess theory in order to make it make sense. Sure, sure. So White really gains like a rapid said. lead in development and has much more active pieces.
0: Now we now we fire an anti tank ballistic missile, <laughs> <laughs> ICBM, <laughs> silo operated.
1: He did another one of those somewhat recently about the the Alban counter gambit, which oh, is not see that one yet a counter gambit to the Queen's gambit. So
2: nice. ah, well, we'll have to to watch that Bosnian Bosnia Ape society. <laughs>
0: we'll have
1: to. Shout out to another cool fact that I forgot to mention is that oh, yeah. Beth Harmon is basically. Bobby Fisher female. So almost entirely based on a real person, but oh, sure. So much of Beth's character is comparable to Bobby Fisher, who is a real life American chess player in the sixties.
0: Gotcha. Neat.
1: They had very similar play styles and he had a big Russian rival and he played the Sicilian defense which Beth does when she plays with the black pieces.
2: Because that's one of the classic blunders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not on the line, though. No. No, it isn't. Anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's a, a cool fact I wanted to mention. She's just what? female Bobby Fisher.
0: Gotcha. Well, are we about ready to wrap things up? I think so. All then. Well... Thanks for listening to uh, the Palladium Papists. You can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and leave a rating to let us know what you think of the show. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PalaPapists, And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints, or suggestions for future episodes, email us at palladiumpapists at gmail.com. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye.
1: See ya.